it it's like there's this underworld of thieves that they're not even human to break the hearts of children and their parents and steal um, hard earned money day after day after day after day. Yeah. It's just disgusting to me. I'm a little bit of a fighter. Welcome to the Breeder Tales. I'm your host, Liza Moon, and this is the podcast where dog breeders have unscripted conversations about things that actually matter to us. I'm so tired of being told what's important to me. Like, let's talk about things that keep me up at night. Every month, I'll bring you real conversations with real dog breeders just like you and I. I will bring you the industry experts and special guests that you want to hear from. It's time for somebody in this industry to start shaking things up a little bit, and I am here for it. How about you? Today I'm here with a fellow dog breeder who has a ton of experience in dealing with firsthand with puppy scammers. She even calls them on the phone, y'all. I am so impressed by this woman, the breeding program that she's built over the course of 13 years, and the lengths that she'll go to to stop these scammers in their tracks, call them out, and clean up the messes that they made. I am truly amazed at what this woman has gone through and accomplished I think you guys are going to learn so much today from Pam. So let's dive right in. Uh, don't know about you, but I've never done a podcast before. No, I haven't either. <laughs> so this will be fun for both of us. So first of all, Pam, thank you so much for agreeing to take time out of your day to be featured on our very first podcast episode, The Breeder Tales. We are just, we're so grateful for your support and I know how busy you are as a dog breeder and it just, it just really means a lot to us that you're here. So thank you. And I know that a lot of dog breeders are going to learn so much today from your personal experience with dealing with online scammers. I'm, I'm so excited um, to hear about all of this. So first, before we get into talking about online puppy scams, will you please tell us just a little bit about yourself and your breeding program, you know, maybe a little bit about your history with dogs and golden retrievers and, and just tell us a little bit about you. Okay, well, um, I'm Pam Berry. Uh, my program is called For Love of Goldens. And we're in Southern California. Um, I breed golden retrievers, obviously, primarily um, for companion or support or service. But um, also a lot of them have the drive for hunting, which is less common in California, but occasionally. I've just always been an animal lover, always thought someday I might want to be a vet, but I didn't like the idea of seeing yeah. animals in pain. So I kind of just decided to have a lot of animals and I just... Um, my, my parents um, had a few litters of puppies when I was growing up and um, probably I think when I was three years old, I remember the first time they had puppies. Wow. So, oh. What do you think sets your program apart from other similar programs? I think we're set apart uh, because in addition to genetic testing, OFA parents, 
Um, our puppies are literally born and raised in our family room. And it's very um, personal with us. It's like our dogs are our friends, our buddies, and um, the puppies grow up doing things like watching TV and hearing the microwave and um, being totally aware of the people in the room. As far as golden retrievers, um, we're especially fond of a classic darker red goldens, which are harder and harder to find because the, the light colors um, became so popular and mm -hmm. genetically they're dominant. So it's just kind of like washing out a lot of the color and we like more of a blocky look. So that is combined in what we're looking for. Your goldens really do have a very distinct look to them. Like you said, that blocky look with the deep, deep red color, they are absolutely gorgeous. I hope that everyone listening to this will go and, and look at them because it's worth it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> What made you want to get into breeding specifically and breeding on the, the scale that you do, which is not a large scale, um, but you breed regularly. You have an established program. You know, this is a business. It's a passion for you, but it's a business as well. And so what what made you pursue this? Um, it was quite a process, really. I didn't ever get to the point where it's like, hey, I think I want to be a dog breeder. Um, mm -hmm. I rescued a few Goldens when my kids were young. I had other breeds when I was growing up, Cocker Spaniels, Collies, um, and I'd never really owned a Golden until we rescued a few. And then after they passed away, when my kids were adults, I lasted about four months of, you know, is it really, is it, do I need another dog? Um, I'm working full time, the kids are gone. And four months, that was it. Um, I, so I decided because we had such great goldens before I wanted to get a golden pup. Um, and it just didn't seem fair to me with this one little golden puppy and, um, me being you know busy at work, um, when kids weren't home to play. And so very quickly I thought, well, I think I need to get a buddy just as a friend, but there was this little seed in my mind, um, and both turned out to be really beautiful Goldens with wonderful temperaments. I have an adult daughter with autism. And so those dogs were her best friends. And then because of the network of special needs families in, in you know, raising my daughter, several families would ask if we would consider a litter. And it was really kind of a just like, well, let's just see, you know, and it wasn't very long before I was getting contacted from people that had literally stopped somebody on the street. Wow. One of our past dogs. Um, that's happened a lot or from their groomer or their vet or various different people, or even with a special needs because goldens are just, they have this soul, even if they aren't necessarily trained to be any kind of a support animal they just can read you they know like for kids with autism they know they're about ready to have a meltdown and they just kind of lean into you and we love it so much too we you know when we're expecting puppies we just can't wait so you you were fulfilling a need really 
for, I wasn't for looking for, oh, I need a business. I need an income or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was really more of like, hey, there's a need here. Let's talk about scammers. That is the topic of our very first podcast episode. It, it will not be the topic of every episode, but we're kicking it off with a really big, heavy topic, I feel like. But I think it's really important, um, especially because of what the dog breeding industry has been experiencing since the pandemic started. Um, online scams have been around forever, but particularly in the past um, two, three years, they have skyrocketed and pet scams are among the top online scams that people fall victim to. And, you know, I think it's, and, and you know this firsthand, I think it's really important to point out that the the pet buyers that are losing money in these scams they are not the only victims they um they are certainly the primary victim no nobody that i know of has been calling this fact out that that breeders that are being impersonated are also victims now telltale has started to do something about um helping these breeders but until now um unfortunately the breeders are just never they're never talked about these these families are losing thousands of dollars to these scams but the breeders that are having their photos and videos stolen it, it doesn't matter right we're worried about about these other people as we should be um but i really it's time to start highlighting what happens to breeders too when these scams are going on what is the most common pet buying scam that you see buyers falling for over and over Usually they're on social media, maybe a, a Facebook groups or whatever. And somebody, they might um, message somebody on the side or they might post something or even on Craigslist. I see a lot. And usually there'll be like a few pictures, which are stolen most likely. And um, they have a few left and it's usually a boy and a girl. So no matter what you're looking for, they can get you. Any photos or paperwork they text. Um, it's usually stolen or fabricated. I mean, they might advertise, for instance, in LA, um, but then when you contact them, oh, I'm in Alabama, um, just happened to be here for some reason taking care of grandma, and they took a litter of puppies with them. Right, um, right. <laughs> um, they quote a lower price than the norm, um, which is bait the victim because it's like, oh man, this is a really good deal. Mm -hmm. um they i've actually engaged with some of them by text or whatever and they will promise that the deposit is fully refundable um which doesn't mean a thing because no. you're never gonna see it again they say they will have the puppy shipped to your door by a courier and you will pay um the balance at that time when you've got your puppy in your arms um and then as soon as you wire that deposit or whatever means they want to get it from you, um, then they'll disappear. There's no puppy. There's no delivery. There's no recourse um, because they're constantly changing phone numbers and emails anyway. It's terribly sad for a lot of people. It is. It is. It's very, very sad. It's very predatory. It's very, you know, these these scammers are preying on people that want a puppy so bad. And and they also, you know, they're willing to spend a lot of money on the puppy 
But of course, anybody is going to jump at the chance to save some money on a puppy that seems like it's the same as a puppy from a, a breeder that charges more, right? And right. and that's I I can't fault people for that. I, that's normal, and it's just so sad that these people are losing. Gosh, some people thousands of dollars. Um, I think the I think the average loss is eight hundred and fifty dollars. I think is what it was in twenty um, twenty twenty two. But it's for some people that are scammed multiple times, which happens a lot. Um, it's thousands of dollars. And like you said, there's no recourse. They can't even find out who these people are. They can't do anything. And in, in my experiences, what happens is they become very, very guarded and jaded with um, breeders that they potentially want to do business with in the future. I've even been called a scammer because <laughs> I, I asked for deposits and somebody called me a scammer when I told them that that was my policy. And I responded to them and questioned that. And they said, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. I have been scammed twice recently. This was, I think, um, year before last. So we were still kind of dealing with the pandemic and twice this person had been scammed twice. <laughs> I was just like, what if this person just lost their dog of 15 years and they're looking for their brand new puppy? Man, it just makes me want to cry because their hearts are invested in this process. It's not just a normal transaction between buyer and seller. There is so much emotion involved and these, and these poor people are devastated um, when this happens and it's awful. So you heard a little bit about how it makes me feel when someone is scammed, but how does it make you feel? as a breeder, when you hear about stories of, of people being scammed? Um, it actually makes me very, very angry, mostly. I, I mean, that's the primary is angry. Um, and it it's like there's this underworld of thieves that they're not even human to, to like break the hearts of children and their parents and steal um, hard earned money day after day after day after day. Yeah. It's just disgusting to me i'm a little bit of a fighter so it kind of brings out this little like okay i'm going to do some investigating i'm going to you know sometimes engage them to get all the information that i can try and at least stop that one it's just maddening i love that i love that you engage with scammers because i do the same thing <laughs> and um it, it's fascinating and i just I want to know what's going through their heads and I, and I want to call them out on it so badly, whether or not it helps. I, I don't know, but I love that you go undercover. That's, that's so, <laughs> it's so great. I love it. More of us need to do that and start calling them out. These people, do you think that any of them feel a little bit guilty about what they're doing? It doesn't seem so. It doesn't seem like it, does it? I don't know. So let's talk about, your experiences with scammers um you've had a lot of them not because uh, not for any particular reason i think one possible reason is you have beautiful dogs and you take really really beautiful pictures and so you know i think <laughs> which you should not stop doing obviously and so unfortunately you've had several pretty significant experiences with scammers but I wanted to ask you about a particular 
um, experience that you had shared with me a few months ago. Um, and I'll let you tell the story so I don't mess anything up, but I, um, we had talked about it over an email and this was someone who set up a fake Instagram account and basically, I mean, basically stole your identity. I don't know that they used your first and last name, but I mean, they basically tried to just steal your whole program. Um, do you want to tell us about what happened with that particular scam? Yeah, with that one, um, one of my Instagram followers messaged me and she said, are you affiliated with this account? And she sent me a screenshot of what you just showed. And I'm like, no, where is that? And I looked for it. I couldn't find it because when they stole all the stuff, then they blocked me. So I couldn't. (gasps) So you couldn't even see it. I couldn't see it. So I had to get on another account to actually see what they were seeing. Um, And I kind of remembered when I saw the Instagram name that that was somebody who had messaged me through Instagram and asked me questions. They got information from me and then they stole the pictures and set up their little thing. And I think they had more than one Instagram account that we had had like three or four of them. Oh Um, my gosh. But then they had photos on their Instagram. So that's one of the things that people need to watch for. How long has it been there? But in their case, it had been at least a year that they took a few pictures and then they came back and they did a whole bunch more and of their 60 pictures probably 45 of them were mine the picture like the very first picture on that I had just taken the day before yeah I mean I can tell this is one of your I these all look like your dogs those are all mine this is one of yours for sure yeah that picture had been taken in my yard the day before I had just posted. So they had just been on again and taken an, a whole fresh batch. So they're following you somehow, but they have you blocked. So you don't know. They even put in time to directly talk with you and get details from you at some point you suspect. And then I don't know about you, but it takes me a few minutes at least to post something on Instagram. So this is real dedication, what they put into this fake account. The captions they used for the pictures um, were very, very similar to what I had. They used the same names of the dogs. Some of it, it wasn't quite word for word. It had, you know, a lot of typos and bad grammar, um, but it was clearly they were attempting to duplicate. And the person who had contacted me said they had actually been messaging about getting a puppy. I think they were told the the puppies were like $2,000 and that they could send a deposit for about $500. They were out of state also. And then immediately she's like, okay, yeah, they reported it. Um, I posted a screenshot on my Instagram and, you know, several hundred other people reported it. My husband did an infringement. It's such a long process to even do an infringement on one photo. And so then Instagram agreed and took down one photo, but there was still 45 more. Do you think that the person that created the account ultimately took it down? The account is gone. It's gone. It's gone. Do you think they took it down or do you think Instagram took it down? What What do you think happened? 
Uh, more likely they took it down because they were getting badgered by all the people reporting them. Was that you that rallied all these people or were these people yeah. that were getting scammed? No, um, well, there may have been some of those, but but I post whenever I find one of those scams, whether it be a website or an Instagram, I post it on my Instagram. And most of my followers are almost like family. Uh, some of them have some of our past puppies. Um, some of them have multiple. And then some of them have been following for a while and, and are hoping to do that in the future. Um, so a lot of them just jumped right on and it's like, hey, I reported it. That's actually an amazing strategy to just rally the troops. Because I feel like reporting things to Facebook, for example, it just, it really feels like a lost cause a lot of times. It just feels like they're not going to do anything. But maybe just the sheer numbers of, like you said, all these people badgering whoever owned that account. Hopefully that's what ultimately got it taken down. And I'm looking at this picture and this account had at the time this screenshot was taken 506 followers so every time they post a picture 500 people are potentially seeing it also what a coincidence and how how amazing and it's a testament to you and your communication that somebody called this out for you like somebody found this for you and reported it to you now who was this person to you again the the person were, that reported they were just a follower actually happened numerous times there was um my when puppies go home i take photos of the family with my little sign like i met my new best friend yes. and it's got my hashtag on it for instagram and so those photos some of those photos were used by a scammer on a website and then also on facebook in australia then they communicate with me and say, hey, I just saw these photos you know, on another website somewhere. Somebody claiming their puppies just went home and how cute are they? I think it, I think that your followers, I speaking from personal experience as well as one of your followers, I think that because of the way that you manage your accounts and, and the way that you post things and, and just communicate overall, I think people feel very, very loyal um, to you and and your brand, which is your program, and that uh, that just speaks it speaks volume to the effort that you put into all of this, and the fact that you've got thousands of people crawling the web for you that have your back. I mean, that's that's amazing, and I know so much time went into you building that reputation and and that following, and I think it's a really good example for other breeders too. You don't need a lot of fancy tools and, and things to, to catch some of these scams. You, you need people and community. So we've talked about two different scams that you've experienced. Do you have maybe one other example of a weird or uncommon scam or just, just another example of, of something that has happened with your program? Oh, yeah, I had one supposed to be purebred AKC puppies for $800. Okay. And um, so I asked for pictures and then, I mean, I know what I'm doing. I kind of see something doesn't look right. So yeah. they'll send me pictures. They don't even look like they could be from the same parents. And then, you know, I ask for pictures of the parents. They send me pictures. Um, they said the father has health testing. Well, can you send me a copy of that? Mm -hmm. They actually sent me some sort of a health test. 
and it had a registered name on it. So then I took that and kind of did a little research and I found a breeder who owned the dog mm -hmm. and contacted them. So I'm kind of doing the same kind of trolling for other people. <laughs> but then I sent them the pictures that they sent me of the puppies with some children and the, the parent dogs out on kind of like a farm area. And um, she's like, okay, that is my dog. And those are my neighbor's kids. And, and so again, that was another situation where the scammer was working with me and giving me all kinds of follow-up documentation. Yeah. yeah. For somebody who doesn't really know, um, they're going to be like, okay, that sounds good. The current um, recommendations are to see pictures of the parents see pictures of the puppies in the environment where they're raised, um, see proof of health testing, right? Which this scammer did everything. So this pet parent on the other end is checking all of the boxes like, wow, everything's adding up because pet buyers don't have a way to verify that. Well, they didn't until scam-free certified. But I would like to know if, Dealing with these scams and these scammers and individuals and hearing stories from families that have been scammed, has this affected you emotionally and has it affected your reputation? Has it affected your business? How, how have these scams affected you just overall? Yeah, I mean, definitely emotionally, it brings out a little fire in me. Um, it's possible it's affected my business and reputation. Um, with the, some of the stolen photos that actually include program name or hashtag or whatever. Um, I can't quantify that or I can't change that. Um, it's, it's just really upsetting, um, especially since most of the online sites on social media, there's no real recourse to remove them completely. But as far as I know, the risk has an impact because, you know, there are a lot of people that are very gun shy that um, it, it's kind of hard because some of the process of being an actual reputable breeder means you don't necessarily have people visit, um, especially when puppies are small and vulnerable. There's also fears of, well, gee, this person's coming to my home, you know, is it safe even? Um, mm -hmm. to, I don't know you um, yeah. and they don't know me. So some of that is kind of a normal thing in breeding. Um, so there is kind of a process that we have to go through that goes along with the timing of, you know, when the puppies are old enough, when they're vaccinated um, and scammers really can take advantage of that. And then it makes us look like you said, you've been actually called a scammer for needing a deposit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and I also have a problem with inviting strangers into my home on a regular basis for security reasons. Now I'm, I'm also concerned about young puppies being exposed to viruses or bacteria that I work really hard to protect them from. But um, to be honest, I'm, I'm also terrified of somebody um, casing out our property and, and coming and us being victims of theft or harassment. Um, and it's, it's very real and 
pet buyers, you know, some might be aware that that happens to breeders, but I think a lot are not. And they just think, well, it's part of the job to let people into your house to see these animals. And I, I don't personally agree with that. So have you changed anything about how you share content or changed anything about the processes within your program to prevent more scammers from stealing content or, you know, using your photos, um, name, whatever in future scams? Yeah. Um, well, one of the things that I have to do and, and I don't always do it, um, every time but i have to watermark a lot of photos and videos and that can be unsightly sometimes it's like i've had um scammers still continue to steal stuff and then they trim out the watermark or they you know edit the video or something like that it's like okay so i have to actually put the watermark across the puppy you know it's like i know i don't really want to do that it's, it kind of looks like why is that there you know but that's why um, because the thieves, yeah. um, it hasn't completely prevented the content theft, um, because of situations where, you know, with that Instagram where they cut out parts of it, um, just to kind of keep using it, but yeah, watermarks, um, program signage, such as in, you know, in my take your puppy home picture mm -hmm. as my program name there those are the things that will help kind of bring up some of those questions that people are like wait something's not right here i like that and i think a lot of breeders have caught on to the the watermarking which like you said is not foolproof especially if a scammer decides to just completely impersonate your your entire program and they're just saying i'm for love of goldens look here are my photos they're watermarked and you know, in that case, it may not help, but I really like the suggestion of having your name or hashtag or whatever it is in the actual photo. That's actually genius. Um, that is a very good strategy because that's much harder to edit out. And everybody knows what a hashtag is now, right? And so they're gonna, um, they're gonna identify things like that right away. That is a, that's a great idea. So what advice do you have to offer other dog breeders to prevent their identity from being stolen or their content from being stolen? And, and also what advice do you have for them just dealing with the aftermath and the repercussions of this happening? So yeah, the watermarks and the, and this, um, uh, photo signage and stuff like that. But then, like you said, if you do actually totally take your identity they copy your program name and everything i've had you know stories of people where their whole website was basically duplicated um really that is the thing that makes the the scam free badge genius because when somebody verifies it and i was i even initially before i became uh, a scam free verified breeder i thought, well, if they can take my pictures, they can take my badge. Yep. So I actually tested it myself and and verified myself. And it's like, okay, well, it lists my actual website, my program name, my, my actual name, and my phone number or email address or contact information that a scammer, they can't duplicate all of that. No. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to crumble if they try to do that. Um, the other advice would be 
if there's copyright infringement with photos, et cetera, report, report, report. Um, you can't make it stop, but you can definitely make it harder to whatever extent possible. If they can be kind of like a gnat, so can I. Even if you feel like it's fruitless effort, do it anyway, because um, the more we get on top of this, the I think the more people are going to wake up and, and see what a huge problem it is. Well, Pam, thank you so much for, again, for being here today and taking time out of your day and sharing these very personal experiences with with our listeners. I, I really think that a lot of breeders are not only going to relate to some of these um, stories that you've told, but heed them as as a warning um, and give them some things to to watch out for um, and with their programs and their you know overall online um, presence. So I, I really, really appreciate it very, very much. Thank you. We did it! (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Telltale, a trusted platform for verified dog breeders. Thank you so much for listening to our very first episode of The Breeder Tales. This has been such an exciting experience so far, and I am thrilled to have the opportunity to continue to have these types of conversations with real dog breeders. If you have a story to tell, reach out to me. I want to hear it. I want to feature it. I want to get your story out there. Send me an email at liza at telltale.com, L-I-Z-A at T-E-L-L-T-A-I-L.com. That's any story, you guys. I'm not just talking about stories that have to do with puppy scams. This was just our first podcast episode. I want to make like a million more podcast episodes, and I want every single episode to feature a different dog breeder just like you that has a different story to tell. We can all learn so much from each other, and we can only do this if we come together as a community and start sharing our real life experiences. If you want to hang around for a few more minutes, I'm going to continue talking to Pam about her scam-free certified badge from Telltale. What the heck? I'm going to throw in a discount code too, y'all. So stay tuned. Um, You are scam-free certified. You were one of our first, and we are so thankful for your support in that. And we're just, uh, the sky is the limit with where this program is going to take the industry. Um, can you tell me what being scam free certified means to you and why you decided to take this step for your program? Well, um, scammers are limitless and um, they just seem to be coming out from uh, globally. I mean, they can be local, they can be global, you know, never know. But I think the badge makes a difference for those that have been burned before because then they feel a little bit of um, assurance just an extra layer um it's just for me it was really wanting to kind of make a roadblock not just for um for me as far as you know authentication but um for the confidence of of people that are uh, either referred to me or just find me online or whatever the case that's a very common use case is just reassurance for 
for new customers, especially that have potentially already been scammed before they find you. That's that's huge. I know, like you said, some readers that are new, they don't have that reputation yet. And it's really easy for somebody to kind of be a little bit concerned that they don't have the longevity. Um, for me, the reputation is there. So the badge isn't really intended to fill a gap to prove myself, but it's just an added signal uh, to prospective families. And I think of it kind of like um, if a burglar is um, looking for a potential place to commit their crime, if they see an alarm sign posted, then they're going to think twice about going that, you know. So it's also a signal for the scammers. Um, you're not welcome here. Uh, we're being watchful and we're creating a path around you. Thank you for that. And and I want to point out too that it is very, very important for, um, for scam-free certified breeders to communicate with customers and potential customers that these badges can be verified. Every single badge has a unique ID number and a link listed on the badge, a URL, where people can actually go and verify that that badge is real. They will get an email directly to them with the real breeders information so that they can see the owner's name, their real email, their real phone number. And by the way, you're, you are in control of, of this information that is shared, I'll also mention. But these people that are verifying the, the badges, they can sit there and say, okay, well, I've been talking to For Love of Goldens using this phone number. It doesn't match the phone number on, on this, this badge. And so that's something different about this badge too, that's never been done before with a, um, a breeder, you know, affiliate or partner badge is this verification right. system. That's what sets these badges apart is, is the verification. Um, and I also think it's really important to, to point out that as scam free certified breeders, Telltale offers support in situations where your identity is stolen or your content is stolen. Um, but the only way that we can help is if you tell us about it. And if, if our scam-free certified breeders report these things. And I, I think that it can be embarrassing and scary sometimes for breeders to share that something like this has happened to them. Um, but that is, that's what we're here for. And, and we stand behind this product and we stand behind, you know, offering this service to breeders. So we, we need breeders to not only, um, use the badge, you know, get the badge and display it, but help us spread that narrative of verify every single badge and report scams when they happen. Don't feel like you are alone and that you have to deal with this alone. Um, you, you've got to report them and, and we really want you to ask for help. So um, I would suggest too, if, if, a, if a family is verifying a badge and the phone number comes up different, call the real one and, yes. and you know, say, hey, it, have, have I been talking to you? Is this correct? then we can all deal with it. Absolutely, a great call out. Yep, we've got to have each other's backs and it's a mission um, to stop these scammers for the sake of everybody because we're, we're all affected by it, breeders and buyers. 
If you're interested in learning more about the Scam-Free Certified Badge or even purchasing your own badge, you can learn more at telltale.com. That's T-E-L-L-T-A-I-L.com. The discount code I mentioned earlier is BREEDER10. That's all lowercase letters, no spaces, B-R-E-E-D-E-R-1-0. Thanks, y'all. I hope you tune in for our next episode.